मुंडक उपनिषद पार्ट टू फर्स्ट श्लोक दिस इज दैट द ट्रूथ ऑफ थिंग्स वर्क्स विच द सेजेस बिहेल्ड इन द मंत्रास वर इन द त्रेता मैनिफोल्डली एक्सटेंडेड works do we perform religiously with one passion for the truth this is your road to the heaven of good deeds punya all right so the rishi proclaims this is that the truth of things hmm? works which the sages beheld in the mantras were in the treta manifoldly extended what's happening here something is hidden in this hmm? all right let's discover so the four yugas इन द वैदिक ट्रेडिशन हैव बीन सतयुग त्रेता द्वापर एंड कली नाउ वॉट डू दे रिप्रेजेंट डू दे रिप्रेजेंट द पासेज ऑफ टाइम डू दे रिप्रेजेंट समथिंग हिस्टोरिकल we have been led to believe that way right we believe that time is something external that happens to us hmm? it's something happening in the clock or in the watch and it's happening in spite of us or outside of us we take it as an objective entity right so <clears throat> this is the mug outside of me and let's say this is a watch this too is so we start thinking of uh, the four yugas in the usual way we say satyug was x years long or x thousand or x million years long hmm? and stretched from this date approximately to this date and then we say next came the next yug and it dated from one particular point to the then next one then next one almost like months in a calendar right that's how we look at the concept of yugas correct let's say uh, we are currently in december let's say so we like to say that september was satyug hmm and then came october and then november and right now it's kaliyug running so that's the way we are accustomed to think hmm something is amiss here 
that's not the way Vedant looks at time. Vedant just does not look at time as an external entity. Vedant talks only of two, the Atma and the mind. If there is just Atma and mind, what is this third thing called time? What is this third thing called time? Surely, this third thing has to be one of the two elements that Vedanta deals in. But time obviously is not Atma because Atma is changeless and time denotes change. So time is mind. So these four Yugas, they surely are states of mind. Surely they are not one particular linear progression as we traditionally believe. There is something else there. Are you getting it? So then what is Satyug? Satyug is when the mind is totally centered in the self, the truth. Hmm? Treta is when the mind is identified with thoughts. Dwapar is the body and Kaliyug is Sansar. So there is indeed a movement here and the movement is progressively away from the center. When the mind is closest to the center, you call it and when the mind is farthest from the center, you call it. Which means some of us might be in this moment in Satyug. You are already living in Satyug. It's not as if we are condemned to live all our life in Kaliyug. Hmm? And unfortunately, some of us might be intermittently slipping away to Kaliyug. When you are living a truth-centered life, you are living in Satyug. When you are living a world-centered life, you are living in Kaliyug. Getting it? That's how we are to comprehend it. These are not spans on the calendar. These are not expanses in chronology. These are simply states of mind. Are you getting it? So, what's the Rishi saying here? He is saying that which originated in Satyug got 
expands manifestation in Treta Yuga, which is right, because truth originates from the self and then through the poet seers finds expression in language and language is thoughts, you know. Even if you are extremely meditative, yet language necessitates some degree of thought, otherwise you will not be able to speak at all. How will you remember which word to use? Even if you are extremely meditative, even if you are totally centered in the truth, yet you will have to retain some of your memory to express what you are seeing. Right? So, when the seers express themselves, they have to maintain a very thin distance from the truth. Otherwise, they will recede into a great blissful silence. Their silence will be wonderful for them, but not useful for the world. And the rishis have students sitting in front of them. Remember, the setting is that of Upanishads. It's a face-to-face -face conversation. The Rishi has to speak because the student cannot relate with the silence of the seer. The silence is beautiful but totally internal. It cannot be transferred or communicated. Only words can be communicated. And words, as we said, necessitate memory, which in turn is thought. Are you getting? So, what is being actually said here is that that which originates from the center finds expression via the seer through thoughts and words. And what is the name of that expression? The name of that expression is the Upanishads. Getting? So, what does Treta stand for here? The expression. The expression that is rooted in Satyug. The silent root in Satyug finds poetic expression in Treta Yuga. That does not mean that the root waited for a few million years to find expression. Because we are not talking of calendar events here. We are not dealing in history here. We are dealing in mind here. Clear? And, uh, about the uh, uh, time, the yogas as the state of mind. So, maybe I am asking this question because uh, I am not, uh, for the first time I have heard this type of definition. So, for example, it is mentioned in our mythological stories that, you know, uh, Dasarath in his uh, old life, he, you know, uh, kept tapasya for thousands of years and then got Ram. So, and uh, the salvation methods, like, like in Treta, there was, uh, we have to do yagya and in, uh, uh, Satyug, we have to do uh, meditation for thousands of years and so on. So, uh, I saw one of your uh, video about Big Bang, where you told that time is something that starts from you. Uh, uh, so, like this is, can you throw some more light on it? Like, I am not able to get it. When you say that time is something that starts from you and 
about the yugas as a state of mind see first thing about mythological stories in the spiritual world stories are for kids they have an importance and the importance is that when a seeker is not prepared enough then you entertain or prepare him with stories okay so that's why every religious order or tradition has a lot of stories why because a lot of people are always immature and unprepared you cannot give them the bare truth so what do you give them you give them stories you say better stories than nothing right so don't take uh, mythological stories too seriously while you you have to also remember that all mythological stories contain the truth at their center yet a story is not just its center a story is the entire narrative the entire expanse the twists and the turns the entire build up hmm the the ebb and the flow and the whole thing and that not really is the truth that just really is something that keeps you captivated at the same time also keeps you in the loop that that spirals up in a way you know an upward spiral it's a loop that takes you gradually upwards so that's the that's the whole purpose of stories so fine now about time it's it's very straightforward if nothing changes at all would you say time has lapsed so that's what time is something that you use to measure change if within you and without you nothing changes at all then time stands frozen and where is it that all the change happens mind therefore mental activity is another name for time hmm? if the mind is very restless and change is happening frequently hmm? then you talk of time in a particular way and if the mind is tranquil and there is not much change then you talk of time in a different way all right spirituality is not concerned with changes that you see here and there so right now what i have said pertains more to your inner time hmm? now even when your inner time stands still you could argue that externally things will keep happening 
though even that can be contested you see without any change happening even the clock would cease to move some change has to happen somewhere otherwise the in fact the very movement of the clock is the change but you need not go into that because that will become a little too technical just think of the inner world here 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 time is all about your inner state So always look at time in that way. The way in which we define time in physical world and in spiritual world, they are different. They are not really different because the spiritual world comes physical world. But to begin with, you think of the or try to understand the inner world. There are no two different worlds. not as if the inner world and external world are different and hence have different rules and different concepts of time though that that has been said at some places they talk of chronological time and psychological time but even that distinction is arbitrary but useful but useful to begin with it is useful to just look at the psychological aspect of time so currently there is one more myth which is going on and which is claimed by a very famous concurrent guru so the, uh, in that definition he defines uh, these four yugas as a movement of sun across the galactic center and when the sun is nearest to that galactic center there are satyugas and treta yugas and when it is farthest because it is an eclipse uh, ecliptical movement so when it is farthest it is kalyug i simply loved at that but there are millions of people who believe in this this model of uh, satyuga kalyuga and all that as galactic distance between sun and galactic center of milky way so can you <laughs> will you speak something on that sir i wouldn't have wanted to end it on this <laughs> <laughs> what do i say i'm not used to speaking much on extreme foolishness what's <laughs> up <laughs> this is affecting i know millions i know i, I know i feel helpless about that yeah. but what do i do do it can only say what is the truth and put the reality in front of you what do i do if they command the resources and everything else what do i do if they are the ones having the reach to make their nonsense penetrate every home every gullible mind what do i do the thing that you are talking of i don't know whether it's there in a video or a book or what there in a video it's there in a video that video would have reached maybe a million people more than more than million people this conversation that we are having would at most reach a few thousand it's a game of resources 
It's not as if the fellow is so damn charming that people are flocking to him. It's about the money that's being put into the channel. So what do, what do we do? It's below me to even, even, even denounce this or a class 8 student is very suitably placed to tear this apart hmm? an above average class 8 student but these are the perpetrators of foolishness merchants of superstition They trade in nonsense, they feed on your vulnerabilities and ignorance. They very well know that you do not know. You do not, you, you know neither, neither geography nor mathematics, nor do you know the laws of planetary motion. So these are not too difficult to know, basic Newtonian physics. But he knows that the bulk of the world's population either does not know these things or does not care to apply the knowledge that they have. So they come up with any kind of outrageous crap and it circulates. That's what I have been talking of. It, it's sickening. After a point, it does not even provoke resistance or, or revolt. It's simply sickening. You can, you can just puke at it. Hmm? How, do you, how do you fight an earthworm? As a man, I take pride in fighting demons. I'll be glad to meet my end fighting a monster. Hmm? But how do I respond when faced with an earthworm? And I do not know what to make of the situation. That earthworm rules. And he has multiplied himself into billions. That's what this new world is all about, no? Insult to science and insult to spirituality rolled into one and it's a fantastic combo
has to be fought hmm? we'll see what to do how to marshal the resources what to do what not to do on one hand it's a pain to be living in an age where the highest you can fight is an earthworm this is the central narrative the overriding story of our age even the biggest demons are simply you know it is demeaning because you know there is no glory in fighting an unglorified enemy ram is ram because he had a ravan to fight against you look at the dignity and the glory inherent in ravan look at our age you have to fight earthworms and probably it's more difficult than fighting a ravan <laughs>